just before you listen, this is gonna contain spoilers for the whole of the Mother slash Earthbound series from yeah. all of the plots. You're getting this announcement from the end of the podcast, yeah. and I've just heard it, and I feel so spoiled. Yeah, it's not. Ryan, also- how you feeling? I feel like milk that's been left in the sun for three days. You're warned. Bye. Have fun. Hello and welcome to Secondhand Obsessions. A podcast where each episode, one of us brings a topic that they have been obsessing over. And we see if we can make the other host obsess over it too. I'm Julia Fuzzy Pickles Fisher. I'm Genevieve Tea with a little bit of milk, no sugar jagger. And I'm Ryan Patrick Swayze Lady Baby Tom Daly Creamy Crazy Morgan. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Um, Patrick Swayze, Lady Baby, Tom Daly, Creamy Crazy. Morgan. Hi. Welcome back. I hope you're all doing very well. Yeah, I hope you're doing really, really nice today. How's your week? Let's pause and have a listen. Oh, me too. Wow. I didn't know you worked there. Is this is like yeah. Dora the Explorer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the stairs? What are you holding? Bominos. Yeah, this is a podcast where we talk about things what we like. Yeah. And are interested in it. Yeah. You know, you fucking know how podcasts work. Get yeah. far back. We use words to convey ideas. And yeah. you listen to those. And Passively. don't respond. And, and maybe maybe you'd like stare out the window on the train for a yeah. bit and then you miss out a chunk. But it's okay because we're so relaxed and agreeable that it doesn't really matter either way. Yeah, and remember, the first rule is have fun. So you're not fun. We we can lose at this podcast. (laughs) We know that this isn't your first episode. You've already heard the rest, haven't you? Because you're such a great fan. So yeah, uh, you're so dedicated to us. So you already know what it's about. But if you're listening with your baby sister and she doesn't, then we've already explained it. So get that sister some hearing aids. Yeah, have you considered that your your younger sister might be hearing impaired? Now is the time to check. Call her up, and if she doesn't answer, maybe. Maybe. Uh, um, yeah, so it's my episode today. It's a Julia episode. It's a Julia episode. It's uh, a episode. It's been a Julia episode for damn weeks. It's a truly a great shame. Um, the notes for this episode are uh, twice as long as the notes from both of my previous episodes. So if you don't enjoy this episode, Julia, cry, because it's obviously one she's super passionate about. Uh, have I ever seen you cry? I don't think I have. Uh, you may have done. It depends on whether you were looking. But we don't need to discuss that <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, you see me cry a lot. Yeah. You see me let's cry. Get, let's she's get crying right now. I'm willing to bet that, like... I mean, I don't even know who's listening, but you at home, you've probably seen me cry. Yeah. <laughs> The statistics of people that I've encountered in my life and the, like, the Venn diagram of people I've encountered in my life and people who have seen me cry is more or less just a circle. Ryan, are you drawing on your hot water bottle? No. It's not that cold. Although it is pretty autumnal at the moment. Yeah, it is the season. Um, but yeah. yeah. Holly. Yeah, I think maybe we should get going. Yeah, let's I don't, wanna, I don't want this episode to Ask us your first question. Long. So. My buzzer's gonna be... Oh, we don't do buzzers yet. We don't need buzzers. <laughs> Would one encounter a retro New Age hippie, a gently weeping guitar, and a rambling evil mushroom? Woodstock? No. The Cavern Club? No. Glastonbury? 
No. Some kind of festival. No. So a gently weeping As guitar. A, a gently weeping guitar, right. a retro new aged hippie, and a rambling evil mushroom. A rambling evil mushroom. mushroom. Undertale? No, that's Flowey. That's Flowey the Flower. Is that a video game? It is. <gasps> I thought I'd complete the sort of micro series we've done. Where each of us spoken? talking about a video game. Is it Mario? No. I will now tell you the second question. Okay, there, there, there. Which Super Smash Bros. character is the only character in the whole game to have only appeared in a game that was released in Japan and nowhere else? This character has never been. Okay, okay, like, let me think. Let me think about Smash Bros. characters. Japan. So, is it one of the anime ones? Shulk. No. It's going to be one of the anime ones, I would presume, because when I think about, unless it's like. Duck Hunt. No. no, it's not Duck Hunt Duo, because that was like a that's a Sega game, actually, isn't it? No, it's for the original NES. Okay. Um, but it was definitely released everywhere. Kirby's... Mm-hmm. It's not Kirby. It's not any of the big ones. It's no. one of the, like, littler dudes. Do any of us play as him? I haven't seen you do so. But you might have. Palatina. No. Darkseid uh, Samus. No. No. Ridley! Yeah, no. I think it's one of the anime girls. I don't know. Is it a Donkey Kong game? No. I don't know, then. I don't know. The game, the the character, is Lucas. Lucas! Mm. The game series I'm talking about is Earthbound, a.k.a. Mother. PK Starstorm! My potentially favourite series of games ever. Ever? They're, they're very, very good. Uh, but I will come into it. Is that the same world as Ness? Ness and Lucas, yes. Are they in the same game or are they different? So they're from two separate games. So I'll get into it. So the Mother Trilogy is a series of games created by Shigesato Itoi, consisting of three games, Mother, Mother 2, and Mother 3. Mother. The series has a very confusing naming structure because Mother 2 was released officially in America as Earthbound. Mother 2 is the only game that has ever been officially released in America until quite recently. Hmm? So, mm, mm. Mother 2 is Earthbound in America. Okay. Mother 1 is sometimes referred to as Earthbound 0 because it was l- released after Earthbound mm-hmm. 1. It is also sometimes called Earthbound as two separate words because it was going to be released as that Uh but never ended up coming out. And it also has been officially released under the title of Earthbound Beginnings. So, very confusing title. Okay, right. Additionally, very, very occasionally Mother 3 will be called Earthbound 2. But that's very uncommon. Generally, it's just called Mother 3. Okay, so in what order do they go? So, Mother which is also sometimes called Earthbound Zero or Earthbound Beginnings. Okay. Mother 2, Earthbound. Uh-huh. Mother 3, just generally Mother 3. Okay. I'm just going to use the mother naming convention because it makes a lot more sense. So yeah, Mother agree, Mother agree. 2, Mother 3. Makes a lot more sense. Uh, so, Shigesato Itoi is a very unusual man. He started his career as an advertising copywriter. So he just wrote adverts. Somehow, he became a celebrity. I don't mm. understand what Maybe made like a him cultural famous. Thing that... Just a Japanese well, thing. Because we were I thinking, there's like some people in British media that's the same. Yeah, it's like we were trying to work out earlier how Holly Willoughby became famous before she was on This Morning. I think she's just a TV host, isn't she? I don't know, but I don't know but what. She from, used from to what be what on else. like Celebrity Juice. 
We just can't. Yeah. We could probably have looked up. Yeah. We didn't no care that much, but just like these He's people just who are TV just like hosts are, are a, a job. But they just like pop up, don't they? Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you get the job. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you got to start something. There yeah. must be some kind of like lower fame level yeah. where the threshold is. But yeah, anyway, he made adverts. He yeah, made adverts. He, he wrote he wrote adverts for, for like the taglines. So he wrote for Nintendo, which is how he started mm. getting into video games. He also worked for um, the Studio Ghibli films. Oh, cute. He he wrote the. It apparently I don't know if it's necessarily a thing. I don't know the history of Studio Ghibli all too well. But the tagline for uh, Kiki's Delivery Service, which was. I was depressed, but I'm okay now. Uh, I love it so uh, much. He, he came up with that. And that is also... I can't remember when, but it came up in one of the Mother games later as well as a reference. Um, so what I'm hearing is he's a very wholesome man who I would perhaps like to be my dad. Oh yeah, he's a great guy. Okay. And uh, he also done uh, Got Milk. Yeah, yeah. he loves milk. Uh, so Shigesato Otoi, he became somehow a celebrity in this role. He has also gone on to write several novels, keep mm. up a daily blog on his website, Almost Daily Itoi News, in which he just talks about whatever's going on in his life. What's like, he written? Anything I would have Like read? his dogs. Uh, unlikely. I couldn't really find very much detail. Okay, I don't know if his novels have ever been translated into okay. English. Okay. I don't know. He's like very much a Japanese celebrity, not really a thing outside of Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, has keep, He's kept up his daily blog, Almost Daily Itoi News, <laughs> Every day mm-hmm. for fifteen years. Fucking hell! <laughs> yeah. Can we see what what's the news today? Uh, I will. It'll be in Japanese. <laughs> uh, oh. Oh well. I mean, uh, there's a new translate app on iOS fourteen. I do not have that. But you can do live up. Uh, but you'd live. have to be able to read Japanese, which we cannot. Yeah. No, you just copy and paste that. Um, should do it in a Google. Are you advertising for Apple again? Ryan, what's <laughs> this thing? For, for context, me, me and Ryan lived... Mm. <laughs> Are you really not going to admit this at this point? Uh, yeah, fuck it. Me and Ryan lived together. <laughs> Platonically. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're like roommates. We share a bed. There's, there's nothing romantic about it. It's like, it's like a quirky rom-com setting, apart from without the rom. Just all calm in our household. Communism. Also, we're communists. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Ryan has this habit where he'll just like he'll just be like oh hey Jen like, have you, uh, I'll be buying something he'll be like oh are you going to get a discount on that because I know a really great app it's called Honey Honey's a great discount it's just like Ryan shut the fuck up but like he's not kidding it's not a joke I genuinely think you've been chipped by the app store to be like now it's time to talk about the new iOS <laughs> update like you do it all the time that's because sometimes right so when I got Honey <laughs> We're, but we're not My being paid, so you're, like, you're not allowed to advertise honey on this fucking app. You unless, you're, unless you're advertising the substance made by the beast. God. Uh, his, the company that he runs, which is also through this blog, uh, makes stationery. Mm-hmm. He has also produced specifically mother-branded... Pencil case? Snow globes. Napkin holders. Napkin holders. Napkin holders. That was why it was like, this is a useless object. Why does this exist? For a stationery company. He runs a stationery company as well, yes. He, a dish, but he's also making... Yes. So stationery oh, company yeah. is one thing, and then his mother branded napkins. Um, oh yeah, yeah, fine, cool. That but makes not sense. napkins. Can you buy napkins? I don't know. I don't need to know. It's fine. Uh, 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 other than the three mother games, he has only worked on three games. Oh. Monopoly, Monopoly 2, which are Japanese exclusives and featured more of a role-playing experience, according to Wikipedia, I could find no further description. 
You get to play as a dirty landlord. Yeah, you get to become the Shu. Oh and my god. <laughs> he is also the president of the Japanese Monopoly Association. He's the president? Okay, so He's the, the man's pr- got his finger yeah. in a lot of pies. Uh, and the final other non-mother game he has ever made is called Itoi Shigesaso Number One Bass Series. No Bass Suri Number One. Like a fishing game. Which is a fishing game that seems to have no actual linking to Shigesato Itoi. And no bass on it. Like it's not, it's like branded as like Shigesasu Itoi's bass fishing mm. but as far as i can tell maybe you play as him but it's not like tiger woods pro golfing where it's like mm. everybody knows tiger woods does golfing it's not like it's that. just his fishing game he just made a fishing game and so it's named after him it's very odd <laughs> uh so during the 1980s um Itoi visited the nintendo headquarters on business can't find out what business he did write some adverts for them so it's probably that um, that was my little finger hitting off the, the glass of water next to my hand. Your little finger? My little finger. Like Game of Thrones? Yes, he's here. He comes in and slaps my glasses. <laughs> um, yes, during this uh, visit, he pitched uh, the idea for a game to Nintendo's head designer at the time, mm-hmm. Shigeru Miyamoto, who created Mario and Zelda and various games like that. Like I know those games. The big famous Nintendo games, he's worked on all of them. Okay. Uh, the basic idea was take the idea, take the genre of an RPG, which had been popularized by games like Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy, but instead of, instead of taking the traditional settings of like a medieval fantasy land, Itoi wanted to set the game in an analogue for the 20th century USA, oh. um, in a land called Eagle Land. <laughs> Miyamoto liked the idea, but wasn't willing to gamble on a man who had literally never made a video game before, and so instead... Itoi founded his own company called Ape Inc. and started working on the mother game with his own team and Nintendo acted as a publisher. Yeah, where did these people get that money from? Truly, I don't know. I feel like in all of these articles, there's so many things that people say it's just like, that you can do. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, if I wanted to go and was like, and then I need for a video game, and I'm I've never made a video game before. It's not like, oh, I'll just, I'll just go make Gen Incorporate, I'll make a video game, and sell it to Nintendo. Like, yeah. what the fuck? What yeah, you... who knows? The development process uh, for the first Mother game was fraught. This being Itoi's first game, and having to commute from his home, home in Tokyo to the offices in Chiba, which uh, I, looked at, I looked at on a map. If you look at the map of Chiba and Tokyo, it doesn't even look like there's like a boundary. Because Tokyo is so huge that there's cities inside of Tokyo. Mm. So Chiba so looks like it's just like a single continuous city. That it's like a prefecture, Japan. Chiba But like really, right? like originally they would have been like separate cities. Mm. Oh, and then Tokyo but just Tokyo just kind of grown into it. So officially, legally, it's a different city. But like if you look at it on the map, it's like there's nothing different here. Mm. So I don't really know how far it was. But he said that the commute was exhausting. Um, the game also effectively released unfinished with the final section being written and programmed, but never tested. Itoi once said of the final level, when we got to the fine-tuning of the difficulty there, Mount Itoi, which is the final level, I was like, whatever, and shipped the game. (laughs) Uh, However, the game was eventually released on the 27th of July in 1989, in Japan exclusively, uh, and it was for the NES. Mm. The name Mother came from the idea of a mothership, because there's a lot of aliens going on in this game. Oh my god. And also John Lennon's song, Mother, which heavily moved Itoi when he first heard it due to his complex relationship with his parents, which mm. mirrored John Lennon's race, so uh, raising. It's a mommy issues game. Oh yeah. Uh, there kind of is... like Binding of Isaac. Mm. That's a mommy issues game. Yeah, but in a very different way. 
The series' relationship to parents, and mothers in particular, is important as well. For instance, the first two games, the main character never physically sees their fathers. The two main characters never see their fathers. Both fathers are away on business, so instead, they can only be spoken to over the phone. So effectively, their dad is a Stop looking at me like that! (laughs) If he listens to that, this is so fucked! I'm gonna get a fucking very serious WhatsApp (laughs) message! Do you want me to bleep out your dad's name? I mean, will he listen to this? Because I fear we'll just cut this The sad thing is he won't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. So, mother... (laughs) There's that crying joke. I'm just gonna weep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mother follows the adventures of Ninten, a 12-year-old boy from the town of Podunk. Um, After seeing ghosts possess some of the furniture in his house, he receives a call from his dad who tells him to travel the country investigating the mysterious phenomena which have been occurring. Ninten discovers he has psychic powers known as PSI, which can be used to defend himself against various terrors that he faces. During his adventures, he meets a girl with powers named Pip- with similar powers named Pippi, and they clear a zoo which has been taken over by invading aliens which have caused the animals to uh, go crazy. Mm. Pippi. 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 She is kind of inspired by Pippi Longstocking uh, when you look at her. Is she's she got, cute? Uh, kind of red hair. Yeah, I mean, she's, it's kind of, the game is on the NES, so it's like not Blocky. exactly Blocky high, high, high quality characters. Uh, so Pippi is a temporary character. After you visit the zoo, she, she goes back home because she's like six or something. Um, there's a lot of children in this game. Uh, most of the main characters in this game are children, uh, which is quite interesting as well. Um, after uh, clearing the zoo, Nintin is warped to the magical land of Magicant, where the queen has been suffering from nightmares. Magicant is that level with the weird chicken. Uh, oh, Smash Bros. The pink one. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. The queen, Queen Mary, asked Nintendo. That chicken really fucking beats your ass. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, yeah, so yeah. in the land of Magicant, Queen Mary asks Nintendo to collect eight melodies to help cure her nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, on his return, he is eventually joined by a nerd with expertise in explosives, the 11-year-old Lloyd, as well as another PSI-powered girl, Anna. And they are the like two core party members that he meets. Lloyd and Anna. Anna. Uh, and they help her. Is Nintendo Ness? Nin- so I'll get to that in the next game. But uh, the first the two games, of Ness and Lucas. The f- yeah, the first two games are very similar, especially in the characters have like a lot of parallels between each other. But I'll explain that as we get to it. Mm. Uh, they find further details of the alien invasion, which seems to be centering around the mysterious Mount Itoi. Mm-hmm. Um, on their way to the mountain, the kids are attacked by members of the Blah Blah Gang whose leader, Teddy, eventually joins the party. Due to an accident with Lloyd missing a robot with their tank, uh, with, he, he's an 11-year-old who finds a tank. Um, yeah, fair. Due to an accident with a tank, Teddy is injured and has to leave the party halfway up the mountain. Uh, Ninten then discovers that his psychic powers actually come from invading aliens, What's the invading world? aliens themselves. Several- Wait, what kind of... What kind of format is this game taking? So it's like an RPG, like Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy or Pokemon. So like you're moving through the world battling things. Not like a... Not Turn-based like a Mario... battling? Turn-based battling, yes. Okay. Oh. Uh, yeah. Not like a Mario Sidon? No, no, no. Like. So it's... Uh. Yeah. And one of the interesting features compared to other games of that era, mm-hmm. usually in like Final Fantasy, you'll like go around the, the village, which will be like all detailed. And then when you exit the village, it will switch modes and it'll be like a big overworld. One of the insistences of Itoi was that it's just continuous. 
mm-hmm. and so you exit a village and it's the same scale whereas usually it kind of does a big zooming out as if you're mm. traveling across big planes so the games are kind of a little bit more concentrated mm. but it means that it kind of feels more realistic almost mm. Mm. and another thing is that um all of the characters are always on screen all the time mm-hmm. so you know how sometimes you're playing a game and you've got your party members and they just kind of disappear when you're outside mm. of a battle Instead, they're always all walking around in a line together, which is really cute. Ninten discovers that his powers come from the aliens which are invading. Several decades earlier, Ninten's grandparents, Maria and George, Mm. were both abducted and forced to raise an alien child named... Now, I have no idea how to pronounce this. (laughs) I want to ask you guys what you guess this character's name is pronounced as. Give us a letter. So, it is spelled G-I-E... G-U-E. Jiju uh, is what I would say. Or Gaigu. Gaigu or Jiju. Jiju sounds kind of French, which is fun. I'm going to go with Jiju. Uh, so, this alien child is named Jiju. Might be Giagua. <laughs> <laughs> um, Have you tried that in uh, Google Translate to see what they come up with? Oh, let's see what that is right now. Jiju. Um, Jiju. So that's what the Japanese would Gigu. say. Jiju. Okay. Either way, uh, this alien baby is raised by Nintendo's grandparents, George and Maria. Okay. While they were on the spaceship raising this child, George managed to steal the secret knowledge of PSI, the psychic powers. And this is why Nintendo has psychic powers. And he passes it down to his offspring somehow. George manages to escape the uh, spaceship while Mm -hmm. Maria was never seen again. Fucking Mm -hmm. hell. Sometimes Nintendo is dark. I oh, remember these games get very dark. I remember in the Harvest Moon game that I loved on GameCube, mm-hmm. there was um, there's this character Nana who for the f- is there for the first year, but in the second year of the game dies. And she's replaced by Popo. And then and then her husband no, <laughs> and then her husband visits her grave every in game day. Oh. It's like ve- it's, I remember being eight and being like pretty sad about it. Uh-huh. Then Yigue was uh, sent to get revenge on George for stealing the PSI powers, who was Gigue's surrogate father, so there's a lot of built-up emotions. Oh my god. At the top of Mount Itoi, the party discovers the final eight mel- the final of the eight melodies which they've been collecting across the game. Mm-hmm. And then they return to Magicant to sing to Queen Mary to get rid of her uh, nightmares. To get rid of her... <laughs> Uh, and then, upon singing her the melodies, mm-hmm. Queen Mary recovers who she actually is. Oh, oh my god. And is in fact Nintendo's grandmother, Maria, who went missing all those years ago. And Magicant is like a special magical realm that she's created with her imagination. I don't really understand how it works. Um, and then upon realising who she actually is, the kingdom disappears into oh. smoke. Uh, and then Maria tells Nintendo to sing the eight melodies to Gigue because they were a lullaby that she sang when she was ah. raising him as a baby. So they go out to, f- to, to confront Gigue and sing the lullaby to him. He initially attacks the party, oh, fuck. But, but then is emotionally overwhelmed, retweeting, retreating. Retweeting. retweeting. <laughs> he's, he's got, he goes on a big rant on Twitter. Uh, he retreats and vows to return someday, but is never seen again. Okay. And that's the end of the game. Uh, this is the only game in the series I've never personally played. I've watched a like video playthrough, but I've never played it. Uh, it's generally considered 
not the best game in the series mm. because that's okay it's allowed to be because it's kind of old and there's a lot of like the just rope. the fact that it's a game from 1989 yeah means that there's some awkward bits about it like working out the and game. it was kind of unfinished when they released it's it it's just clunky well. yeah. clunky it's okay cause they, it must go better because they made oh, it to yeah. smash bros yeah no it definitely improves i love um do you watch walkthroughs all the time I have to, I did a lot more when I was younger. Yeah. I used to love video game boxers. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should watch them tonight. The other day I was watching, um, I told Jen this, but you know the Uggs cast? Because mm-hmm. I used to watch them. Oh no, I was thinking mm-hmm. of Yeah, no, I remember, yes. Watching it for, like, Minecraft every day one. growing up. But mm-hmm. then, you know Shin from, my, uh, from the Uggs cast? Mm-hmm. His videos used to be really satisfying because mm-hmm. he would do, like, time-lapse builds. Mm-hmm. And they were just really satisfying to watch. And I watched like two or three the other night and I was like, yeah, you still got it. Hmm. Everyone has a Minecraft yeah. phase. I don't know who programmed that into this version of the simulation. but yeah. everyone, Notch, you, probably. Everyone's really. got a Minecraft phase. <laughs> and if you like, oh, I haven't had a Minecraft phase, it's coming. Yeah. Ask not for whom the Minecraft tolls. Hmm. Uh, yes, so the game was pretty successful in Japan, selling approximately 400,000 copies. And in two polls conducted by Famitsu Magazine, which is like the main video game magazine in Japan, it was rated the ninth best game on the Famicom, which is the Japanese NES, Mm -hmm. and the 38th best game of all time. So it's pretty popular. Oh my god. Oh, cute. Wait, just at the time or was that recent? Uh, It doesn't say. I mean, because it is like, in terms of like the story of the game, it is very good. Mm. It's like the gameplay is just a little bit outdated, I would say. The game was planned to be released in the West and even had a full English translation with various adjustment made, uh, created, set to be titled as Earthbound. Two words. That was the planned official release title. Mm-hmm. The game was never released due to Nintendo's lack of confidence in the potential market for the game. Until the late 90s or even the 2000s, RPGs like that didn't really have a market in Europe and the US in the way that they really did in Japan. Mm. The prototype for the English translation of Mother was eventually found and a copy was uploaded onto the internet in 1998. Until 2015, this ROM was the only way to get access to the English version of Mother uh, at all, anywhere. <laughs> then, it's an emulator. In, oh, well, yeah. And also, up until that point, nobody really knew whether it was official. Because it was just this disc somebody found on eBay. Mm. Oh, fucking hell. And, and so, like, there was people who they, they knew that an official translation had been made. And they knew that this disc existed. We and it seemed it like other. it lined up, but it could have just been anyone who'd done the translation themselves. So it's hard to tell. Uh, until in 2015, when uh, That's recent. Uh, Nintendo released the official type port titled Earthbound Beginnings for the Wii U 26 years after the original Japanese release. This was also the first time the game was released in any... Uh, this was also the first time any game in the series was legally available in Europe at all because none of the games have ever been officially released in Europe until quite recently really? yeah Uh, so they just made it onto Smash because that was in the Japanese market it was in the Japanese market and also so the first time NES like officially appeared in the Europe market was like Smash Melee uh, Smash 64 oh yeah I forget about Smash 64 Uh, but yeah so he he wasn't well yes NES yeah cut that rambling (laughs) (laughs) yes so it wasn't officially released until 2015, which is 26 years after it was uh, made originally. Um, and it was ported to the Wii U, which nobody bought. <laughs> <laughs> Once Mother was completed, work on Mother 2 almost immediately started for the SNES. 
This game took five years to develop, Oof. and multiple times Itoi didn't think they were going to finish it. But you know it's going to be good if it takes time. Yeah. It's like Assassin's Creed, take note. Mm. Uh, Itoi wrote every single line of dialogue in the game himself. However, he apparently didn't understand how to use a computer at the time, mm. so the whole game was dictated to one of his employees who wrote out of the computer, wrote it out into the computer. Um, every single line of dialogue, which well, he is hand wrote it and then just gave it to someone. No, he di- he said it out loud oh. to a person who wrote it down as he said it out loud. I love that. Write this down. Write this down. And this, the like, the game is big. Like, it is a lot of text. It's like most most of the game is just reading. Like, it's not like like Animal Mario Crossing. or something where you're like jumping and that's the main mechanic. Like, there's a lot of talking to people. Yeah. Uh, and he said that, that was one of the essential um, aspects of the game's like sense of humor because he felt like. If a joke that he was telling flopped for the dialogue, he was like, that's not worth it. So he said, actually putting it out and speaking it meant that it felt more productive. Mm. Mother 2 was released in the USA as Earthbound. One word this time, in order to distinguish the previously announced but never released Earthbound two words. Very confusing. Um, It was released a year after its Japanese release, but sold poorly due to bad marketing and the fact that it was coming towards the end of the SNES's life cycle. Mm. The game... Sorry? So it's a bit ironic that um, this advertising mogul... Mm -hmm. His game wasn't advertised yeah. correctly. Well, he wasn't in charge of it. Yeah, I know. It's just... Like, one of the, we- the, the the famous... I don't know necessarily why this ad is always talked about, but there's this thing that's like... The tagline is, this game stinks, because there's one of the enemies that's like a rubbish pile, kind of like Muck from Pokemon, but mm. with like big lips. And like everybody talks about that being like the famously terrible advert. And additionally, the game was released with a strategy guide included, which made the box really big. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I think slightly more expensive than most other SNES games. Mm. So it was just like, oh my a... god, you remember strategy guides yeah. though? The fucking Pokemon strategy guides. Yeah, where'd you get an Ekans? How I don't know. It's just such um, good reading. Because <laughs> I never, I never played games like that, right? But yeah. I remember asking for. We had a, a PS2, sure, and a PS1 at one point, but I never played much of that. And the GameCube, right? And uh, oh my god, lucky boy, gamer boy. I got the GameCube when I was a bit older, but PS2 was the one that uh, my dad and Dale used to play, right? Mm-hmm. And I got uh, Casper the video game. Mm-hmm. And was so excited about it, but I got it for Christmas. And my gran was never good at holding mm-hmm. what we'd gotten for Christmas. And so one day she was just like, hey, you got the Casper game? I was like, oh, cool, thanks. And it was Christmas Eve, and I was like, can I can I open the box? Can I, can I just put in the Casper game, please? <laughs> and, and she was like, no, you're not playing it. I was like, no, 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 I don't want to play it. I just want to read the book that's inside mm-hmm. to see what the controls are. And she was like, no, you're a freak, no. But then when I got the game the next day when I unwrapped it, I was like, oh my god, it's Casper. And the first thing I did was read the... Yeah. Whenever I, used to read I buy those. a new game, yeah. it, I used like to read the, those. the Witcher that I've got yeah. had maps, had yeah. a desk with a soundtrack, had like a compendium. Mm. So cool. That's yeah. why I got the Steelbook at Hatman. But there was nothing in it. Uh, yeah, so the game was successful in Japan, however, and the few Americans that did play it ended up being huge fans of the game. Nice. And the game has since developed a cult following. People who are into Earthbound are really into Earthbound. There was a forum called Starman.net, which is where they kind of like all gathered in the 1990s, and like those kind of people are real into it and know a lot of things and are like obsessive collectors, uh, which is kind of how I found them through. Uh, let's players and YouTubers who were part of that community mm. who really loved those video games and I kind of slid in afterwards despite being a bit too young 
to have played the games at the time because I didn't have an SNES. Uh, Are you part of that group now? I wouldn't say I'm part of it, but like I follow people like who the forum are part of it. No, is I've never really used them. I mean, it probably is, but I don't use it myself. Oh, okay. Uh, also, generally. Mother 2 is the most popular game in the series. It's not my favourite. I prefer Mother 3, but it's, like, the big one. Especially, I think, because it was the only one that was officially released in Yeah. Is that the English? one that the Onet stage comes from? Yeah, so that's where Onet comes from, uh, and Ness, as well, comes from that game. So KP Fire! KP Thunder! It's PK, but okay. PK Fire! <laughs> this is my fucking KP brother. KP's the peanuts. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the KP plot... Soul the Vinegar! <laughs> <laughs> the plot of Mother 2 shares many similarities with the prequel, to the extent that the player can choose to name their character Ninten, as if they were playing the same character for the first game. However, there are a few notable differences, like, for example, he only has one sister in Mother 2, while in Mother 1, he had... Two. This is a very strange decision. So it's like weird changes that like you could have pretended like it was the same character, but they didn't. So for that reason, and a few others, the character is referred to as Ness rather than Nintendo. But actually, if you look at them, they look almost identical. They rest, they're the same, they have the same sort of powers, same sort of thing. Elon Nuts. Uh, Elon Nuts. Elon Nuts. The, no, the, eat the, a lot the, of nuts. The, <laughs> the creator of Tesla. Neither Nintendo or Ness has a nut allergy. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they do. (laughs) Mother 3 is based around trying to get some... uh, Epipens. Additionally, the first two other player characters are also kind of analogues for the characters in the first game. Mm. Mm -hmm. So there is uh, Paula, who is kind of basically uh, Pippi, Mm -hmm. and Jeff, who is basically Lloyd. They're kind of the same character. But there's also other characters in the games who are different. So it's not one for one. So. Two for two. In the beginning of Mother 2, Mm. Ness discovers a meteor which has landed next to his house. Alongside his neighbour, Pokey, uh, they go to the crater of the meteor. They meet a fly called Buzz Buzz. Who has travelled back through time via the meteor to warn them that the universal cosmic destroyer, Gygas... Uh, is dominating the planet. Gygas is what they call Gigue in uh, the translation of Mother True, because Gygas is a word that you can pronounce with your mouth. Uh, <laughs> with your western-ass mouth. Yeah. So, BuzzBuzz asks Ness to collect the eight melodies, which oh. can be found at the eight sanctuaries, uh, because he sees power in Ness, particularly. Not Pokey, oh well. Fuck you, Pokey! BuzzBuzz defends the kids against a a powerful agent of Gygas known as a Starman. You might have encountered Starman in Smash. They're the big, shiny metal guys. Mm. Oh, and they shoot uh, yellow beams. Mm -hmm. They're the kind of, like, uh, iconic enemies. Like, they're the main evil enemies. Sometimes sometimes go as um, Ziggy. Yeah. Um, They... Starman? Yes. (laughs) Uh, David Bowie <laughs> they, they, in, in, uh, Starman is on the cover of the uh, Earthbound box as well um, nice. unfortunately after defending um, the kids against the attack of this Starman uh, BuzzBuzz is swatted by Pokey's mom and killed oh, uh, so then Ness goes on a wait, quest wait BuzzBuzz is killed BuzzBuzz is killed almost, almost immediately, immediately. <laughs> Like BuzzBuzz like gives you the quest and his mum's like, oh, that's a bug, kill it. Is that where the fly swatter is from in Smash? Uh, no, I think that's just a fly swatter. Oh, okay. 
Bess then goes on a quest to collect the eight melodies. On That's his nice. way, he meets Paula, uh, a young girl with powerful PSI powers. They discover that Pokey has been working against them, starting his own cult known as the Happiests, which are doing various evil things. Oh, the Happiests, also, when you look at them, do kind of look like members of the Kloklots clan, which <laughs> was a little bit concerning, and so there were several edits to the version that got brought round to America. Mm-hmm. For example, their hoods got a little pom-pom on the end, so they didn't look quite as spiky. Uh, and also they had HH for happiest on their foreheads that got rubbed away because it did kind of look like Ks and Ks. <gasps> uh, that's, for example, one of the changes that was made to the American translation. Um, they then befriend a band known as the Runaway Five who help them find another sanctuary as well as giving them a ride in their tour bus. How do you feel like... One of them's you... a little uh, Great Dane boy. One of them wears orange all time. This is the prequel to Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Oh, How yeah. do you feel like that you'll never be as cool as a member of the Runaway Five? Oh, they are so cool. They play the like jazz music and all wear like kind of... Um, they, they're kind of based off of the guys from... Uh, no, the, the the Blues Brothers. Backstreet Boys. Yes. And the Backstreet Boys, <laughs> who were who were based off the Blues Brothers. The Blues so they Brothers. Are, they're all like cool and wearing suits and play jazz music. Oh, the movie. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about there. Uh, I know it well. <laughs> uh, so the Runaway Five give them a ride in their tour bus uh, through a tunnel that has some ghosts in it that no one can walk through. <laughs> What? Uh, it's weird. Uh, and then Paula sends a psychic message to a boy named Jeff, who lives in the in-game version of Canada, known as Winters. Uh, Jeff then steals his father's flying machine. His father is a, a scientist called Dr. Andonuts. Uh, and he joins Oof. the party in the town of Threed. One of the things I haven't mentioned yet, in Earthbound, the first few towns that they visit are all numbered. So it's Wanette, uh, Tucson, I think Tucson, I can't remember the second town, Threed, Four side, so each name is numbered oh, uh, in order. What is the dad's name? Dr. Andonuts. Uh, they then travel uh, with Jeff to Saturn Valley, a village occupied by Mr. Saturns, who are the kind of iconic uh, characters of the Earthbound series. They're not in the first game, but they are very prominent in the second and third games. Mr. Saturns also are in Smash. They're entirely useless as far as I can tell. They are tiny creatures which consist of just a head, two feet, and a massive nose. Uh, and they speak in a really weird and unique manner. Uh, even their dialogue is written in a different font than the rest of the, the characters in the game. Mm-hmm. The Japanese version of this font was based off of the toy's daughter's handwriting. Uh, and they're just like fun guys. Um, mushrooms? Uh, they're not mushrooms, no. Hmm. They're just, just fun guys. Yes. <laughs> um, after helping the Mr. Satans out... Paula is kidnapped by the mayor of the city of Forside, who has been hypnotised by Pokey. The party save Paula and the mayor, but Pokey escapes in a helicopter. After the party travel to the nation of Summers, Ness receives a vision of a prince known as Pooh in the far-off nation of Dalam. I don't know why they called him Pooh. It's spelled, it's spelled P-O-O. They really had every choice here and they decided to call him that. It's bad. Um, Pooh is the first like Pooh. unique party character from that isn't anything to do with any character. Hell in the first yeah, game. he is. Uh, he's like a cool uh, monk. Hell yeah, he's a cool monk. And he's like wearing a, a gi like. And his name is Pooh. Yeah, he's a, he is a badass. Um, so he even had that H like he Cummings. Yeah, he really could have done. But then people is might have thought he was Cummings? a bear. No, no it's not. A Mill. A Mill. One of them diary names. Mm. Um, yes. So. 
Pooh then travels uh, to Summers to join the party there too. They travel across a desert in a submarine, fight a group of moles who all claim to be the third strongest mole, regardless of which one you fight in which order. I'm the strongest mole in the world. The third strongest mole. They yeah, all insist that they're the third. That's fine then, that's fine. As long as no one's trying to take my title. Uh, they then visit one of my favourite places in the game, which is the Tender Village, which is full of tiny creatures who are too shy to talk to them. Oh no! They then have to collect a book on overcoming shyness and then the tenders upon reading the book overcome their shyness and help the party to travel to the lost underworld uh, where they find the final sanctuaries that's so cute and in turn collect so the final so they just melodies. go into the woo for a little bit yeah Shy they're too guys. scared uh, and then after collecting all eight melodies the party visit Jeff's dad in Saturn Valley who has built a time machine to bring them to Gygax Joff <laughs> yes Jeff's father Joff uh, unfortunately, the time machine can't transport their bodies when they time travel. <gasps> Only their consciousness, which is uploaded into a robot. That's oh my god, I thought you were going to say into a fly. No. Oh my god. <laughs> um, they then travel into the past, where they find Pokey with Gygas. Pokey uh, has teamed up with Gygas to cause all kind of trouble. And Gygas is the villain from the first game, who they've renamed Gygas. As opposed to Geekway, just in case that wasn't clear. Okay, okay, okay. okay. Pokey unleashes Gygas, and the fight is almost lost until Paula prays for help. With the love of support of everyone on Earth, including the player, because there's a moment earlier in the game where they ask you your name, so you put in your name, and it's completely irrelevant. They're like, Who are you, by the way? And then they're like, Oh, and Ryan's praying for you as well. And you're like, Me? It's <laughs> uh, so fucking cute. Yeah, it's so lovely. Uh, and then Gygas is defeated uh, for good. This is the last time Gygas appears. Oh. But Pokey somehow manages to escape and runs off into the ether. Pokey's a bad boy? Pokey yeah, the is happiest. the bad boy. The he's, he's the neighbour who is evil. Oh, I see. I see. Uh, and that concludes the plot of Mother 2. Mm. Uh, which is a very good game. Uh, and I think, also, speaking of very good things, it's time to hear from our sponsors this Woo-hoo! week. Uh, so, guys, mm-hmm. I got in touch with a lot of people mm-hmm. to be sponsors for today's episode. Mm-hmm. Two of them got back to me, mm-hmm. but only under the, the, the pre-cursor condition. One of those, mm-hmm. that they have to work together. Oh, okay. Which was a bit bizarre. The only two, and they also want to work together. Oh, cool. Today's sponsors are The Bootprint from the Moon, and Buffy Summers from the hit TV show Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, this yeah. is exciting. Uh, it's, it's a weird collaboration. Oh, I, I mean, fuck out, guys. I'm freaking fuck out. Guys, oh my god, I'm such a big fan of the bootprint on the moon. <laughs> I mean, so important for history. It is. But also, I mean. Oh my god, did you get the bootprint autograph? Oh my god. <laughs> we couldn't find them. Because uh, we never went to the moon. Duh. It's a conspiracy. <laughs> also, because if it is there, then. It disappeared, didn't it? I what, you're know. saying the blueprint on the moon is fake like Hatsune Miku? Is this this whole <laughs> shebang again? <laughs> yes. Do you remember the day you told me Hatsune Miku wasn't real? Worse than finding out about the Tooth Fairy. What? <laughs> the Tooth Fairy is a terrifying creature that steals children's teeth. I don't want to tell you about her. Never watched Buffy Brutality. the Vampire Slayer. And her, her name suggests One Direction. But, uh, does she ever fight werewolves? Because teaming up with the moon would be a very useful thing. Right, because there's werewolves on the moon. Oh, well, no, yeah. The, no, the, werewolves, the werewolves are more powerful than the moon. So if she's no, like, but there are hey, werewolves moon. on the moon. 
Yeah, but like she can't, she can't do anything about them. Yeah. That's kind of out of her uh, jurisdiction. Mm. But like, if the moon is there, she can be like, "Hey, moon, go away!" And then the werewolf turns back into a man and she punches them in the face. Now it makes more sense why, because there are werewolves in it. Yeah, there's like so maybe demons this and sponsorship stuff. is a warning. Yeah. to the werewolves from yeah. Buffy and the moon. Watch the, the fuck the, out, lupus. Partner the fuck up. No, well, yeah. Sarah, thank you for getting in touch. Was it Sarah or was it Buffy? It was I mean, where's, where's the line, really? She's, Freddie she's Prince so... Jr. is coming in later on today, though. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Not as a sponsor, though. He just... Is the boot print coming in? Oh, my God. No, he has, the, he, has, he has to stay yes. where he is. Oh Otherwise, God. he's not really the boot print on the screen. <laughs> it's just the boot print. It's <laughs> just some dust in a very particular shape. But I think it got uh, blown away. I don't think it's there anymore. I love that show. The I subscribed to that Boot Prince newsletter. Oh. Stelly. <laughs> Let me know what he's up to. Looked at some stars. Was real cool. Yeah. Yeah, so thanks Buffy. Thanks Boot Print. Yeah. The two Bs. Yes. So, now moving on to the final game in the series. Mother 3. Which was not released for another 12 years after Mother 2. That's older than me. And it has never been officially even translated into English, let alone released. Oh. Uh, Wait, still? No, still never been released. But then, but, how is it your favourite? Yeah, because you well, played it without translation. I'll, no, I'll get to it. Oh, uh, it's never been officially translated. <gasps> you bootlegger! Uh, the soundtrack of Mother Three is uh, one of the largest in the series. It is made up of over two hundred and fifty songs, which last a total of around six hours. Whoa. This is a lot of time at GameCube. I thought you wrote like six hours each song. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Uh, the, there have been multiple CDs and albums released of the soundtrack, but they mm. still have not officially released a version of every single song that is in the game. Uh, that is how huge the body of music is. Uh, and the game was released and it was translated led by a, into English led by a super fan of the series who goes by the name Tomato. Uh, and it is generally considered one of the best fan-translated video games ever. The amount of effort that they put into it is massive, to the extent that they made a uh, full-published uh, guide, player's guide, for the game in English, completely out of their own will. Time. Yeah. Wow. That's they, so cool. And they released the game for free, and they said that if Nintendo ever wants to use their translation... They can use it for free and release the game. Like they like don't. They're kind of like, and as soon as you do that, we will let you take the game and, and everything you've done because we want people to play this game because it's oh so my good. God. Just like a really lovely, and that's kind of like the way that the fan community is. They're like they're like really lovely people. Oh can you buy Earthbound through here? Uh, I mean, you could buy the Japanese version on here. A, on a cartridge. Well, not here. You'd have to import it probably. Yeah. Um, so they don't manufacture here. I mean, why would still you? manufacture? They probably wouldn't still be manufacturing yeah. a game. But like, it's like, why would you manufacture a game that's exclusively in Japanese? Yeah. Um, that's interesting, that. Yeah. So now if you want to play it, do you have to get, like... This has not been localized. Someone's used one. Uh, I guess. Or you get the emulator online. Yeah, you get the emulator online, probably. Uh, play on your computer. Uh, we used to do that with Sega games, with a oh, Sega emulator. Are you, are you admitting to a crime that you've I just am, made? but there was a really, really good... Um, there was a really good Barbie game on it, a really good horse game on it. Also, Disney World of Illusions was on it. It was a real good emulator. The best feature of Mother 3 is that in order to save the game, you have to speak to a frog. And oh, the frog saves the game so for good. you. <laughs> is it Herman? Um, one of them might be it's like different frog every time you just have to find a frog and it will save the game for you any frog in the world uh, yeah. 
Was it on your Animal Crossing episode we were talking about you getting scared of saving things? Yeah. That's like the opposite energy yeah. of Rossetti. Yeah. Oh my god, maybe Rossetti would be gay for the frog. Maybe. Gay with a frog. Yeah. Frogs are all gay. Uh, so, Mother 3 is the most unique game in the series. And also my favourite. The game doesn't follow a similar structure to the first two games, which are both set in Eagle Land, both follow similar protagonists going on a quest to collect eight melodies. That is not the case for this game. Hmm. This game follows a variety of characters, and each one is played at different times in the game. But it focuses mainly on a boy called Lucas, who is from the village of Tazmili on the Nowhere Islands. He lives with his brother Klaus, his mother Hinawa, and his father Flint, the first father in any of the games to be seen... Uh, and also his dog, wow. Boney. <gasps> what kind of dog is Boney? Like a brown dog. Like Zamboni. That's oh it. my <laughs> god! That's going on the Twitter. Check your Twitter right now for a photo of Boney. Imagine a brown dog. You've kind of got it. But with like a little pink tongue. Yeah. I bet you Boney saves a day I'm calling it now. Sometimes. Uh, so, the Nowhere Islands are a sort of utopia. They have no money, an abundance of nature and peace. Uh, while Hinawa visits her father with her two sons, a fire breaks out in a nearby forest. Her husband Flint goes to the f- uh, into the flames to put them out, and you play as Flint in the first section of the game. Uh, after the fire, Hinawa is nowhere to be seen, uh, but it is put out by the first uh, storm that the island has seen in a very long time, as long as anyone can remember. Mm. Um, it is later revealed that she has been killed by a drago. A T-Rex-like creature, which believe, previously were believed to be non-violent. They're kind of like, effectively cats. They look big and scary, but they're not violent at all. Well, apparently they point. are. Well, she, she was found with a Drago tooth stabbed straight through her. So That sounds like the start of a D&D campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, the revelation takes a heavy toll on the family. Flint is sent into a violent rage and is arrested, becoming the first occupant of Tazmilly's jail ever. No one has ever been arrested before in Tasmili Village. Uh, he is then broken out by his son Clout, Klaus, who... Um, <laughs> his son is a vlogger. Um, uh, tight, man. Uh, who, who leaves an apple with a nail file in it and he uh, breaks his way out with the nail file. Uh, but before uh, Flint can catch up to him, Klaus runs off saying that he's going to avenge his mother uh, by killing one of the dragos. <laughs> Flint then heads... Uh, off to chase after him, but he can't find him. He visits the Magipsies, who are the coolest characters in the game. Magipsies are uh, magical, genderless creatures who are just, like, really cool. Um, so, effectively, if you've not joined up all the dots, no money, nature's fucking tight as shit, animals aren't trying to kill you at all, and the most important people on the island are non-binary. This seems like a great place to be. Mm-hmm. Uh... Is this so, the Pat Kearney one? <laughs> 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 um, yes, so uh, Flint visits the uh, Mad Gypsies mm-hmm. uh, and they tell him where they last saw Klaus who, who visited them on his way to fight the Drago. Uh, and then they head off and they encounter a group of... Um, pig-masked soldiers who have been modifying local creatures, mm. uh, including a mechanised drago, which is kind of like a cyborg. Um, and Flint finds this mechanised drago, and it has what looks like one of Klaus's shoes. 
Flint then goes into a rage and kills the Drago in front of its child, despite the fact that everyone around him is like, hey, don't do that. You are in a rage because your wife just got killed and your children are traumatised. You're about to kill a mother and traumatise its child in turn. But he's not hearing it. He's furious. He's in a rage. Then the story switches perspective to Duster, a sneaky thief boy. Uh, Duster lives with his sort of father, who's called Wes, uh, who tasks him to go out and mm-hmm. uh, get a treasure from a place called Osohe Castle. Uh, on his way to the castle, Duster meets a specific Duster. suspicious man uh, who has a pet monkey and has exchanged something called money for some pigs with a local farmer. Oh my God. Duster thinks he's a bit weird, but moves on with his quest. Duster infiltrates Osohe Castle in order to steal something important from it. He's not really told what specifically. He just he, he West just tells him he's he like you'll know there's things to be thieved. You'll know it when you find it. A monkey. The guy has a monkey. Yes. What kind? Those monkeys are always suspicious. Like, a small shoulder monkey. Like, like it's a, yeah, it's a little tiny. It could be a capuchin. It just kind of looks like a monkey. We'll get to the monkey later. You know, it's legal to have monkeys here. Oh wow. Yeah, probably. I wanted one, but it's illegal to import them. Oh. So you have to get them bred here, uh-huh. which they don't like. Same with tortoises. Uh, what? You can't import a tortoise to the UK, but you can buy one. Huh. Hmm. Uh, so all of the tortoises well, in the yeah. UK legally are related to each other. Uh, when oh. in Osohe Castle, um, Duster discovers a mysterious woman who runs straight past him. When she runs off, uh, she drops a pendant, which he picks up, uh, but he struggles to find anything else in the castle. On a second infiltration huh? of the castle, he finds that this mysterious woman is Princess Kumatora of Asohe Castle, mm. a powerful PSI user, user who teams up with Duster to find the egg of light that he seeks. They find the egg, uh, but are ambushed by pig masks, uh, the soldiers that mm. uh, Flint met earlier. Goddamn pigs. And they escape via a moat. Kumatora discovers that she has lost Duster in the escape. <gasps> And he is nowhere to be seen. She returns to the village and feeds back that information. Is that who you're playing as now? So you play as Kumatora for a bit, yes. Wow. And then That's a lot of character shifts. Then we switch again to the monkey. <laughs> no way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who is owned by this mysterious man? The monkey's name is revealed to be Salsa. Oh. <laughs> and the mysterious man is called Fasad. Salsa. Facade is also revealed to be. Uh... The monkey's name is Salsa. <laughs> uh... The monkey's <laughs> name is Salsa. Facade... Jen, take your hood down. <laughs> Get out of there. Uh, Facade is revealed to be a senior officer in the Pig Mask Army. And Salsa oh. has Salsa. been has been uh, separated by, from his monkey girlfriend. <laughs> oh my god, what's her name? You'll find out later. Oh my god! Facade <laughs> uh, has kidnapped Salsa because <gasps> uh, he can use him as a marketing trick. He traps Poor him Salsa. by strapping an electrocuting uh, no! around him that he zaps him with several times <sighs> whenever he doesn't behave. Uh, Fasad then travels to Tasmili village with Salsa, introducing money to the citizens and selling them happy boxes, which are TVs. But nobody's really seen these things before, nor have they seen money. And he starts sowing discord all over the place. For example, the man who he buys the pigs from hides the money that he receives for the pigs in a well. 
and then Fassad hears that he's hidden this money in the well and then goes and takes the money back himself. And then that then means that people start accusing each other of stealing each other's money and it all falls to shit. During he's a capitalist one... pig. Oh, he very much is. Um, during the night, Kumatora breaks into the uh, inn where Fassad is staying with Salsa and frees Salsa with her psychic powers. Kumatora, absolute badass bitch. Yes, who are you playing as at this point? I think you're playing as Kumatora, but I can't remember. It might be, it might be Salsa. They then join up anyway, so you're playing as both of them. Yes, Salsa. Uh, so, during Kumatora and Salsa's escape, however, they are stopped by Fasad and several tanks. Tanks? So, yeah. Did we get tanks on this island? Fucking, huh? There's tanks in the last game as well. Yeah, there's a lot of tanks in this game. There's heavy explosives. It's dangerous. Uh, then, when all hope seems lost, Lucas arrives. Fucking finally, with... Lucas has joined the party. <laughs> with... Lucas was on at the start. He was in the very start, and then you switch characters quite a few times. Uh, yes, and he arrives with a drago and its mother, who defend the monkey and the princess. Yes. What's uh, squabbling going on? So the soldiers are knocked back, but not defeated. There's a several years of a time skip. Tasmili is completely transformed due to the influence of happy boxes and capitalism. Every house that doesn't have a happy box has mysteriously been destroyed by lightning, including Lucas's home. Uh, again, Duster is still never to be seen, and Princess Kumitora has disappeared. Uh, it all looks pretty bad. He then travels with his uh, dog, Boney, to a nightclub, where it is rumoured that... <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, it is rumoured that Duster it's has been a lot been of turns seen. in this story. Oh my god, it's <laughs> twists and... Salsa. Boney and... Um, Lucas. Lucas, yeah, yeah. Salsa has also disappeared. Um, what? Why'd you admit, skip that out? I'm sorry. You don't want an uproar. Salsa! We do. We see Salsa later, and it's maybe a happy ending for him. Maybe. Um, <laughs> well, we'll get to the ending. Is his girlfriend called Chip? We'll see. So Tasmania is completely uh, transformed. Uh, Lucas and Boney go to Club Tittyboo, which is the name of the Fuck club. Sake. <laughs> Excuse me. Where uh, Lucas, <laughs> where Duster Lucas, has allegedly you are too young. <laughs> yes. Um, so he's been. He heads off to Club Tittyboo. Um, Barman, the, Barman, put away the beers. This man <laughs> is eight years old. <laughs> and on the way, he visits the Magipsies again, and one of the Magipsies gives him a unique power known as PK Love. PK Love, which is a very rare power. That the few people are capable of learning, and only very powerful PK users, PSI users, are capable of doing it. KP nuts. In order to enter Club Titiboo, which has a strong no animals policy, they have to Scooby Do it with Boney disguised as a human being. How about a strong no children policy? <laughs> well, they also do have that, which they then uh, reject him. Despite Boney clearly being a human being, he's wearing a t-shirt and a hat. <laughs> um. He then meets a waitress from Club Titiboo who lets him in. The lets him in where? Lets him into Club Titiboo. Oh my god. <laughs> the waitress then reveals herself to be Kumatora in disguise. Fuck. What? The princess. What the princess. Yes. What? She then tells Lucas yeah. that Duster is in the club and he's been uh, in, the bu- in the house band. Uh, Duster's been stripping for a living? Well, no, he's been playing the bass. Mm. Uh, they then discover a mysterious tower which had been firing lightning at the houses which haven't ha- purchased happy boxes. 
After a fight with Facade at the very top of the tower, <gasps> he triggers a self-destruct command, and the, en- the party end up hanging from a rope ladder that the pig mask mothership is using to escape. So we're, they're hanging onto a spaceship as the spaceship flies away. Mm-hmm. And then they all fall into the ground. Lucas, after falling off the craft, uh, lands in a field of sunflowers and reminisces about her mo- his mother. Uh, sunflowers are generally like a symbol for his mom and they kind of appear in several Aww. circumstances. Uh, and then he realises what he thought was the field of sunflowers uh, was actually a dream. And then he comes to on a haystack, uh, which his dad and his granddad had specifically built there because they both had a dream of Hinawa, his mother, asking them to build a haystack specifically there, which is where Lucas landed after falling out of the sky. Which is kind of like his mum looking out for him, which Aww. is cute. Nice. Lucas then visits the Magipsies, and again... Uh, uh, Lucas then visits the Magipsies again, and discovers that Aeolia, one of the Magipsies, has had her needle pulled which leads to her disappearing. There are several needles across, seven needles specifically, across the Nowhere Islands, which are linked to each of the seven Magipsies. If the needle is pulled, the uh, Magipsies will disappear. But also, if the needle is pulled by a bad person with a bad heart, bad things will happen. So she asked Lucas to rush and pull the rest of the needles, or bad things are going to happen. Okay. Uh, because I've forgotten where we started in this fucking game. Oh, what it's... is the purpose of this story? This is kind of the beginning of the main plot. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. The main quest is is pulling these needles. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. This I'm I'm gonna skip over a lot quickly. So the... his mother is fine. His no, mother... his mother's dead. His mother gets. He played as his mother. He his know. mother gets killed. His mother gets killed at the very beginning. There's a big fire. Mm-hmm. Lucas then travels the Nowhere Islands to pull all seven needles, succeeding with some, but being beaten, beaten at other times by the Pigmas' mysterious commander. Mm. They, <gasps> they meet the Mr. Saturns again, as well as traveling underwater. <laughs> they travel underwater, refueling their lungs by making out with mermen. <laughs> they then have a very bad shroom trip. What? Uh, and uh, get knocked out of it by one of the Mad Gypsies. Uh, they then meet Salsa, who has been reunited with his girlfriend in a factory, and saves them from a big monster who is completely undefeatable, other than the, a big red button on the back of its head, which can kill it. Oh, Salsa! What's his girlfriend's name? Uh, Salsa's girlfriend is called Samba. Because oh. they're both dance styles. Oh, Salsa! <laughs> Uh, after six needles have been pulled across the Nowhere Islands, see, I went through it fast. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, Lucas is uh, invited to New Pork City, which is the new city that has been established on the Nowhere Islands, where everyone from Tasmilly Village has moved to instead. New Pork? Yes. Because they're all pigs. They've been invited to meet King Porky. <laughs> What's the one in the Mario game? The new city? Donk City. Nintendo, come the fuck on. <laughs> they love New York! Uh, upon arriving to the capitalist hellscape of New Pork City... Lucas and co. discovered that King Porky is actually Pokey from Mother 2, has been transported to the Nowhere Islands, started the Pig Mask Army, and taken over the Nowhere Islands. It's also revealed that Nowhere Islands are not actually islands, but a sleeping dragon who has been pinned in suspended animation by the Seven Needles. What? What the fuck? So you just freed the dragon? No, there's one needle remaining. 
and, right up his, and whoever pulls the, the most needles controls the dragon. So currently, Lucas has pulled three, and the mysterious mask commanders of the Pig Mask army have pulled three. So whoever pulls that final needle has control over this dragon. Fuck! Is it up the dragon's ass? After a face-off with King Porky, the, the protagonists head underground for a final dramatic conflict between Lucas and the mask commander to see who can finally get to the final needle. The final, the, the mask commander is actually revealed right in the last moment to be Klaus, Lucas's brother, who he thought had died several years ago, killed by the Drago. He has actually been cybernetically enhanced, enhanced by the Pigmask army because he's the only other person who can use PK Love to pull out the needles. Uh, he has also been destroyed by the grief of losing his mother and so is completely inconsolable and Lucas cannot get through to his brother. <sighs> Unable to harm his brother, Lucas is almost beaten, but then the voice of their mother echoes from beyond the grave, pleading for Klaus to stop. Oh my god. Klaus lets out the final blow that would kill Lucas, but Flint, his father, sacrifices himself to save his son. Fucking then, hell. after one final it's message... It's pretty dark. It's oh, pretty yeah. dark. When, after one final message from his mother, Klaus, emotionally overwhelmed, kills himself <laughs> by firing a bolt against Lucas, which Lucas he knows Lucas is defended against. So he fires a bolt of lightning, which Lucas reflects, and kills him in turn. Lucas then pulls the final needle, awakening the dragon, and presumably bringing about the end of the world. What? And that is the end of the series. What? The end of the world? Yeah. Well, because the dragon flies away. Because the dragon... So so what I didn't mention is that the Nowhere Islands are actually the last place that humans have lived to because they've destroyed the rest of the world. Oh, yeah, it would have been useful information, Julia. Sorry. (laughs) Cheers for that fucking afterthought. Yeah, so... I thought we were just... I thought the stakes were just the fucking Nowhere Islands. No, so that is also revealed quite late in the game that the Nowhere Islands are actually the last place and that actually everybody who's on the Nowhere Islands are the last people on Earth who all boarded a ship and travelled to the Nowhere Islands to live there and then all wiped their memories so that they could build a utopia to live together. And then he decides, actually, we, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't have any of it. We've gone too far and destroys it. And that's Lucas the end ends the, the world. He ends the world. I wouldn't have coped with that. Yeah. The end of the world. Yeah. And then me as a player <laughs> fucking facilitated it. Yeah. The end of the, uh, the end of salsa and samba. Hey, you know, but it's true. It's the end. Hey, I'm is it a sad about. ending? Is it a bleak ending? It's kind of ambiguous. It kind of ends, and so it's like then there's blackness, and you speak to all of the characters in the game, uh-huh. being like, "Oh, what's happening now?" Uh, and then it the ends with that. So it's like it's not necessarily that he's destroyed the world and there's nothing left. Uh-huh. But he ends the world as it is. I think one of the things that I I couldn't really get to in terms of the like plot summary, there is some of it, but it's genuinely really really funny. Mm-hmm. Like these games are some of the funniest games. Like they're so like Undertale level. Funny. Well, it's a massive influence on Undertale. Oh, is it? Undertale is like very very similar. Is it? I like those love those games that like the the mapping. I mean, of Undertale's the got some bleakness in yeah. it as well. Like the I way you don't like Undertale. No, I love Undertale. Undertale's. I really like them. So let's that's go to the quiz. Woo! Uh, so. Uh, okay. Salsa! You fucker. Fuck you. <laughs> you can have Sam. Bony! Okay. Okay. Uh, this first one is... Okay, gotta get through the whole question. Yeah. It's another one of those writing out on paper lists to see who gets the most. 
Name as many player characters from the three games as you can remember. Okay. Playable characters. Playable characters. Mm, I think I've gotten all the ones I'm going to get. Oh no, 15 even. Fucking hell. Uh, okay. Are you done, Ryan? Uh, yeah. I mean, by the speed Jim was right now, I don't think I'm going to have gotten <laughs> okay. They might not have been correct. Do you want to go first? Yeah, I only got four. Oh. Uh, Salsa, Lucas, Nintin, and Nez. Uh, yes. You forgot about Boney. I was going to put Boney, but I don't. I couldn't remember if you said uh, yeah. quite okay. that. I put Gaigu. No. Okay. Salsa? Yes. Flint? Yes. Duster? Oh, yes. Oh. Nintin? Yes. Lucas? Yes. Pokey? No. Okay. Pippi? Yes. Lloyd? Yes. Anna? Yes. Boney? Yes. Himinawa? Uh, no, Himinawa is not playable. Okay. So that is... You one. still got more than Ryan. Yeah. That's nine! That's nine! The total list is Ninten, okay. Poppy, Anna, Lloyd, Teddy, Nets, Paula, Jeff, Pooh, Lucas, Duster, Boney, Kumatora, Salsa, and Flint. You could play as Pooh. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's all, all the playable characters. Nice. I can't think of any other... I can't think of any games I've played where there's that many playable characters. Well, I mean... Usually, I think all the games I play are, like, RPG. Mm-hmm. You follow a protagonist. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean... you are the protagonist. In Mother 2, it's just Ness, Paula, Jeff, and Pooh. Yeah, less overwhelming. So, and then in... in but is the, is the plot as intricate? Yeah. Is the plot as fine and complex? So, it's... Yeah, Mother, Mother 3 is the one that has crazy amounts of characters, really. Uh, is anyway. it difficult to keep track of, or does it? No, they're like really strong and clear characters, and like you know, Boney's a dog. Yeah, it's not like there's a lot to keep track of there. Uh, hey, sorry, dogs. <laughs> Again, this is one where you can buzz in. Okay, so I got the point for that question. You got the point for that one, Jen. Yeah. Okay, I'm ready. What was Shigesato Itoi's blog called? Bogey. Salsa. I think Ryan, you were in first. Um, can you say a second again? Shigesato Itoi. Is it Itoi Daily? No. Everyday Itoi. No. Daily Itoi? No. Everyday every day Itoi News. No. What is it? It's almost daily Itoi News. <sighs> okay, so no one gets a point. No one gets a point there. Uh-huh. Final question. Uh-huh. Uh, I guess this could also be a writing out one. What okay. are the three names of the characters' hometowns? It can just be whoever gets the most. My right. brain is just going titty club, titty club, titty club. Okay, I've got, I've got two. I don't think mm-hmm. the second one is actually an answer because I think you'll be yeah. like, that's not actually the town's name. Ryan? Uh, yeah, I've got all three. Okay. No, Jang, you go first. Eagleton. No. Eagleville. Eagle Land is the country. Shit! Nowhere else. No. These are both Those like are both wider countries. countries. Yeah. I don't have any towns then. Uh, one town. It's pretty close. It's one act. Okay. Oh, these! Yeah. Fuck's sake. Uh, that's pretty cool. Now I know them! One it. Uh-huh. Oh. Jen, wait, before Ryan answers, because you've got them written down, can you guess the other names of the hometowns? Tucson. No, those are the towns all just in Earthbound, in Mother 2. Oh. Then no. Very much no. Okay. Um, Lucas Town and Beep. Fuck you. I'm going to give Ryan the point, which then means that you're even there. So then we need a, so I need we a need... tiebreaker pod question, and I wasn't prepared to give you one. Um, what, what were they again, though? It was, it was one Wanette, season... Podunk. Well, Podunk is the first town, then Wanette is the second game, mm-hmm. and then Tazmilly Village. Tazmilly. But what was the... The thing that Jen was talking about where it's like two, three... Oh, so there's one at, and I think the second town is called Tucson. Because it's like Tucson, Arizona. 
and it just Foresight. Four? Oh. Uh, I don't way. think Five is, is one of them. Five Way. Tucson, yes. Uh-huh. And I don't think Five is one. I think like Arizona. Let's get the tiebreaker question yeah, going anyway. Foresight. Uh, what would be a good question? What are the names of the magical non-binary creatures in Mother 3? Bony! You were in first. Is it, um... My Gypsies? That's correct. Fuck! Ryan wins. But I was paying so much goddamn attention. Hashtag obsessed. <laughs> You're so obsessed. And now I'm beating Jen on the scoreboard. Ooh, are you actually... Oh shit, I'm not doing Holy so good. Holy shit, Ryan's, Ryan's pulling in from behind. You were. What I'm noticing is when we do these competitions, when we do these presentations, I have a lot of feelings, but not a lot of facts going. So, facts like, don't I don't care about your what feelings. I remember, <laughs> what I remember is my emotional ties to salsa mm. and feeling bleak at the end of the game. Yeah. And I get like, that though. But like, like I don't Matt remember answers, the stuff. Uh, we're One Town, Lucas Town, and Beep, so. I can't really fucking Beep <laughs> is the one who is obsessed. Also, I never won any points for the first, like. Four episodes. Yeah. And you only won that second one because we both lost. <laughs> I think we should do something special for the next episode. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, it's the 10th. I think you should maybe yeah. do it about this podcast. We don't know what we're going to do next week, but it there's will, a special surprise coming your It will be a celebration of sorts. Like, when I turned 10 and I got my mum threw me a mouse party. When I turned, had to come as a mouse. <laughs> when I turned 10, my mum threw a mouse at me. <laughs> Uh, I also want to, maybe it's not an apology, I just want to say, this was a very long episode, and you, you pulled through. Oh, don't worry, I'll cut it right down. Oh, okay. Well, you get 45 minutes, and okay. <laughs> well, the whole explanation of um, Mother One, gone. Yeah, okay. fuck, well, fuck if, Mother One. If this episode didn't make any sense to you, uh, it's because we had to do a lot of editing. Yeah. Yeah. How long is it right now? It's one hour and fifty minutes. It's how long we've been. Okay, so this is recorded for nearly two hours. Look at how long your podcast says it is. That's how much we edited out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks uh, for coming along. Thank, thank you. you so much for listening to us. And if you are somebody who is listening because of the posters that we put up around town, oh yeah, maybe give us like a little Twitter message, and you can find us at two H O Pod. Yes, that's two the number, and then the rest of them is letters. And even if you're not someone who saw us via poster, just tweet yeah. us. Tweet, tweet us. us. Oh, please. God, please tweet us. We're so lonely. Yeah. We also have fan art coming in. Yeah. Also, check the check the Twitter because there's yeah. a few visual clues. If you don't have Twitter, use your little imagination. Yeah, just Pretty imagine what a dog might be. Yeah. Thanks Thank for coming so along. Yes. I've See been, you next week. I have been oh. Genevieve... We're doing fuck, it in the wrong fucking goddamn time. order. It's my turn to go first. Go, 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 go. Let me think of one. I've been Julia Dinky Dodgems Fisher. I've been Genevieve Capey Nuts Jagger. <laughs> and I've been Ryan Stinky Stodgems Morgan. Oh, cute. This has been Second Hand Obsessions. 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 Second Hand Obsessions.